For I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Welcome to the You, Me, and the Scene podcast brought to you by Revival Recordings. Hello and welcome back to the You, Me, and the Scene podcast for episode 8. Later in the episode, we will be having Jeremy from Nicholas Rage joining us. But before that, we're going to do our usual little spiel on some things going on in the scene Uh, we're recording this on april 28th so as everybody will know by the time this comes out it'll probably be old news by then but bamboozle was canceled today and we also have some exciting announcements that happened in the revival realm so we'll discuss those too but first we'll we'll talk about amanda's favorite line i saw was uh who got bamboozled by bamboozle (laughs) Yeah, dude. <laughs> my, I keep seeing people say their first mistake was calling your festival bamboozle, and I'm like, as if it wasn't already a festival like over a decade ago. You're not funny. A, a successful one at that. <laughs> yeah, I was. So I heard that it's a different person. It wasn't the original people that put on the festival. I'm not positive though. I really have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, so from what I was seeing, it was all permit issues. Well, but I'm just I'm, I'm sure. just shocked. I'm shocked because it was announced in 2021, right? Or even earlier than that, that it was coming out. Like, how do you just not, I mean, given, you know, I don't know anything, but like, how do you just not give the permits? Would that be the first thing that. that you secure? Yeah. It had to have been more. It had to have been. <laughs> It had to have been more than that. that I think. Yeah, you had to. You had. They would have had to. If you're smart, if you're smart, you would have had the permits before you even announced it. Like, yeah, any sense. And I feel like at least I don't know. I at least heard rumors about it, like way before it was even announced, or at least maybe in the industry or in the scene or whatever. (laughs) People were kind of just talking that about them trying to bring it back. Um, It is a huge bummer for all of those smaller bands that were yeah, supposed to play yeah. that like planned routing out there um yeah. a lot of local bands that were set up yeah also just a week before like i know yeah. it's not like you know morgan wallen canceling his show six <laughs> minutes before it starts okay so like... i have a lot of feelings about the morgan wallen thing <laughs> we all have a lot of feelings <laughs> we so, all have a lot okay. of feelings i let me this is something that i've had Side in my brain note. for Yeah, so this has been in my tweet drafts and I haven't tweeted it because I'm sure there's something that I'm missing. Obviously, Morgan Wallen is a problematic racist, whatever. I don't like him as a person, but like I'm not defending him in the slightest. But it makes sense to me that Morgan Wallen's fan base is the least understanding fan base of someone canceling a show, presumably, allegedly, for a medical reason for losing his voice. I know the dude sucks, but... Come on, well, if he genuinely didn't have a voice, would you rather he voice. just stand up there with his thumb up his ass? Yeah, losing <laughs> his voice, or was he drunk and didn't have a voice? Because that's what was being said. So, like I, I said, know. he could have canceled but. it for any slew of reasons if he was drunk, whatever. That, that yeah. it, If anything, that's a little bit sad and people should be concerned for him. But regardless, even if he just said that he lost his voice and his fans immediately were like, I'm suing you. Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> there were people there was this one lady that was like i want to be paid back for my hotels and the outfit i bought and my cracker barrel receipt <laughs> <laughs> you would god damn the jokes are too easy <laughs> they do write themselves though those jokes. and it was just funny i mean it, it also- sucks like but I specifically remember that her husband's outfit was more expensive than her outfit. Um, <laughs> yes. Which, yes. you know. Whenever is that the case? That's not. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it does but, suck because they went through, like, the openers and I heard that mm-hmm. his merch got sold out at the show and everything else with people spending all, you know, he's getting his right. his money that way still. Um, but, it, but 
if you look at it, they just saw two, I think it was two openers. I think Hardy was with him and then maybe someone else. I'd have to go back and look. And he was like, getting- one beer turns in two. And then it like literally turns into <laughs> way but, too drunk. But they're all getting refunds. They just saw Which is surprising. And they saw those two other. Yeah. And as if, you know, what's the difference? I'm saying this as like with the acknowledgement that Morgan Wallen is a huge artist. I'm not worried about his money or anything. These people are complaining that they spent money on the merch as if they wouldn't go buy the Morgan Wallen t-shirt from Target. Like (laughs) they would have bought the t-shirt anyway, but now they're mad because he canceled the show. They also bought a 37 track CD. So just, you know, putting that one out there. They got that time. They got time to wait. It's like the peak. It's just a fan base that you would fully expect to react the way that they did. That's all I'm yeah. saying. The, and, and another thing, <laughs> every time I see a woman throwing hands in the pit of an arena show, it's a Morgan Wallen concert. That is true. That is very There's true. There's a pit at the Morgan Wallen concert? No, when I say not pit, like I mean like oh, the standing room, not like the yeah. mosh pit. I was pit. like, I was yeah. like, a pit? <laughs> Like, yeah. No, that is true. Really There's a lot of TikTok videos of women just like brawling, clenching <laughs> their jaw real bad, and there's a lot going on. Mm. Anyway, uh, bamboozle. We'll segue back into bamboozle. Um, but yeah, I think it's a week before. Like, oh, very, very. I mean, telling. okay, it's it's a week before. It's like okay, they gave them time. They gave them a week, but yeah. also like it's a week. That's still bad. I would be, so I, I imagine the permits had to be due way before just a week before, right? Yeah. I mean, so my thing, when this was announced, people seemed, it was like, people were already skeptical about when we were young fest and skeptical about all these other festivals that were trying to happen. So I feel like people were kind of just dunking on it to dunk on it. Um, but I guess the person that was putting it on, people didn't really trust. I have no idea. I haven't been involved in the jersey scene in that capacity to know who this person was but people seemed to be not shocked that this happened so wasn't there like issues with tickets too or am i making that up in my head well, i saw someone say that they had to buy an nft what the, what is that about oh there was i i remember vaguely like months ago there being nfts involved something with bamboozle but i don't i don't know the details of it but there was some nft stuff but i'm not sure if they had to buy one in order to get a ticket or if that was Mm. just like an option um but i did see a headline and i should have read the article before we hopped on here (laughs) like um but just the headline was like fan complaints and refunds are what like took down bamboozle so Mm -mm. but like i can't imagine they were allowing refunds so i don't know yeah i don't think maybe because i know Somebody big canceled, um, or was like threatening to. Ca- I don't know. I obviously wasn't paying as much attention as I should before the cancellation. Um, I just remember seeing it and just thinking, "Wow, glad I didn't buy those tickets," and moved on. So I am so happy because I was telling Courtney earlier. I said I have breakaway this weekend, which is in North Carolina. And I was like really truly debating. I was like, do I go to Bamboozle instead because it's closer to Boston and it sounds like a lot more fun? But then I was like, no, I've already had these tickets for like months. I'm Dude, just gonna go. Back in the day, I said this in our um like the company wide group chat earlier, but back in the day I saw Bamboozle and no. Sorry, hang on. Back in the day at Bamboozle, I saw Alisana and Bon Jovi on the same yeah! day. And, yeah! and it was the first time I met a bunch of them, like as a fan too. So it was it was a very insane day for Bamboozle. like seventeen year old me. Bamboozle, truly, I have some of my core memories as a teenager at. And oh yeah, like, my mom when I was when I was graduating high school, and I'm not going to say what year that was, but I was she was like, you can go to you can go to Bamboozle and get like the top tier package, or you can go to the Olympics. And my teenage ass was like, I want to go to Bamboozle. <laughs> why, would I, why would I go to the Olympics? Why would I go see the Olympics in Europe? No, and so I went, and it was one of the best days ever. Honestly, best mm-hmm. weekends. Yeah, I, I always went like- with um my 
I went one year with my mom and my concert buddy, my cousin Kyle, that I've mentioned on this podcast before, is who took me the rest of the time. But my mom wanted to see Banjo Banjovi. My mom wanted to see Bon Jovi that year because she was a Bon Jovi girl. So yes, as we've talked about, big Bon Jovi. One year they had Journey too. They had like a was it yeah. actually Journey or a Journey cover band? And then oh so my God, when Drake wasn't drake yet and he was also there and that was wild so the journey thing back in the day when journey was playing i genuinely thought that it was journey because i was like (laughs) 15 16 years old and didn't know any better and then found out by interacting with the bamboozle twitter account like this now defunct bamboozle they revealed to me that it wasn't the real journey um (laughs) And now that's the other sketchy thing. Bamboozle deleted all of their social media accounts. They just yes. dropped the announcement and ran. Very yep, I, sa- I said that to E earlier just when she that. sent the announcement and then I clicked on it. I go, well, there's not a single other post available. Mm. So, Wait, do we know what happened to the website? Is the website turned off for comments? Which is, I mean, understandable. Yeah. A lot of it's just you're just yeah. gonna get hate. Nobody's gonna. Be yeah, I understand nice turning the comments, off the comments, so. but um, that poor social media manager. I, well, I mean, if it's at the point where it's canceled, I'm sure they don't have a hired okay. social media manager anymore. Oh a social media God. manager would know not to wipe everything because that looks bad. The the um the. <laughs> The website's literally just a black screen, and it says the same thing that it does on Instagram. Oh, and it's like the most janky-looking <laughs> website. Oh. I wish I could share this with y'all. It's like, <laughs> well, we'll take a screenshot and throw it up there. It's just, it's just a big black screen, and then like halfway, no, it's like three quarters of the way down. It just turns white. So like it's not even the. It's like they took a screenshot of their own posts and put it up as the background, like a desktop saver, honestly, whatever. Maybe yeah. it's a publicity thing. I say that about everything, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, "What? We're all what, talking gonna, about it. It's a big deal." Gonna, but it's not a good thing. We're not talking about it, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those. What's that? What's that? Like concept is like. Any any publicity is good publicity. Oh, no, yeah, it's not. It's there is not, no bad press. That's not press. the case. That's, that's yeah. not true. I don't think that's <laughs> good press. All good. All press is good press. It's like no. Sometimes you know. Is it ask me? Morgan Wallen. Ask Morgan Wallen. <laughs> well, ask well. Morgan Wallen. Also, well, yeah, you know, he survived many a scandal before. God forbid true. he cancel is a show cancel is cancels okay, a like, show okay like also on that note like out of all the things that everyone's pissed off about like that's the one like yeah that's true. all yeah. of the ones they could have chosen i have to um, say like as i get older and like go to more festivals and shows and like over the years especially like covid i think like i kind of just got in this mindset where it's like you have to be prepared at all times now that like any show can be canceled at any time Wait. Like, that's just a sense COVID. Which is why I I haven't bought tickets to anything, really. So, like, I mean, if it's obviously, like, all COVID ones, stuff like that, got, like, refunded and, like, I don't know what they're doing with Bamboozle. I assume those people are getting refunded. Yeah, it said... request the refunds. It's not even, like, you kind of automatically get. It's, like... Yeah, I kind of understand that. that. Um, Just as someone who's had to refund things Mm -hmm. manually before um you can't just press a button and send everyone their money back um but it it is easy though like during covid i had to request money back for halsey tickets for the my chem tickets for uh taylor swift tickets like yeah before covid oh i just kept mine yeah yeah well I didn't know if I'd be in LA or Boston there. at the time, oh, so yeah, no, I ended fair. up refunding them. And um, yeah, you literally just had to like click a button and be like, "Yeah, I want my refund." <laughs> so it wasn't that hard. So um, people people always complain. Like, I mean, we get it too on our end when we've had shows for our bands that have been canceled, and they're like, "I never got a refund." It's like it's not us it's really really (laughs) easy yeah it's not one it's not us we don't control that where you bought your tickets to and two it's it's very easy to get your refund (laughs) anyway just checking the time uh really quick before we have our guest jeremy from nicholas rage 
join us for a very exciting conversation about mental health in the music scene. Um, one more really fun thing that's going to have happened af- once we post, after we post this, our announcements on Monday, this episode comes out the following Monday. Alisan is going back on tour. So, uh, Trilogy Tour which- Part 2, June, August, November. Yes. Uh, which a Place Where the Sun is Silent in full. Yes. If you listened and to episode this- five or six, you would have already known this, but right. we have actual yeah. dates out now. Yes. And tickets and VIP are on sale. Yes. When you see this. Not right now, but yes. when you, not when we're recording it, but when you see it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, it's the first time in the eight-ish, eight? How old am I? Seven? <laughs> six? In all the years that I've been touring, it's the first time ever that I'll be on tour on my birthday. In November, I was and just really going to say that, and we're going <laughs> to announce that Amanda's going to be on tour while she's turning XYZ number. uh oh well i don't care i'm gonna be 29 but it's not till november it's at the the la show is are you really i feel old yep (laughs) it's just me i'm so young i'm the baby Uh, um anyway yeah so those are available now exciting um what else is oh and then all of the grunge covers are out for it's all grunge volume one so some revival things. I think we have. Do we have th- other things coming up? No. I know of some things, but we can't announce it yet. <laughs> Nothing we could talk about. Hey guys, we're back with you, me, and the scene podcast, brought to you by Revival Recordings, and we're being joined. Um, we're being jo- we're joined by we are joined by by <laughs> we're being joined uh, we are joined by Jeremy from Nicholas Rage who is one of our you bands may. on a revival and um, <laughs> you may have listened to their EP Personal Party which all of us are big fans of um, so if you haven't Truthfully, listened to it it's... go stream it now <laughs> honestly I am very passionate about that record I love that record a lot. Yes. Thank God. Yes. That's why we can buy our coffees now. <laughs> yes. Um, and Jeremy is joining us. Um, when this comes out, it will be May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, which a lot of our artists and us as a label, um, you know, like to put a focus on mental health throughout the whole year, not just um, during May, and kind of, you know, highlight the connection between music and mental health which um i think we can all agree you know whether we're fans listening and we get our we get our dopamine that way or if you're like jeremy who's <laughs> or, writing it down and actually creating it um you know ways to or you know ourselves. from uh prescriptions if you can't make your own <laughs> serotonin store-bought is fine no. No. <laughs> we do we yeah, do if- what we gotta do here okay <laughs> Yeah, if you follow, at least if you follow me on social media, I talk about all the stuff that's wrong with my brain all the time. Um, and it's a big part of my life, and I'm really passionate about making sure that other people know that there is help and other options out there and other people that they can relate to. And I think Nicholas Rage's music is a great example of music you can relate to if you're having a bad brain time, I guess. <laughs> bad brain time. Bad brain That's time. the next EP name. Right bad brain time. Yes. Yes. Maybe we brain should title the. Maybe we should title the uh, the episode, episode that bad brain time. Oh, bad brain time. It's early. It's a little early to have already dropped. <laughs> I don't we, know. We always. Yeah. That's pretty good though. Yeah. You can't top that. I don't think. It just feels right. <laughs> I don't know. We have some good one-liners that come up <laughs> sometimes. I'm excited. So, you know? I'm excited. Um, so yeah, like uh, Amanda just said, I mean, personal party, I think was, is at least from all of ours as a fan view, um, focuses on mental health. And mm. we kind of want to dive into that with you and your writing process and the vulnerabri- vulnerability. I can't talk. Vulnerability. <laughs> You're still not Bad saying it right. Time. Bad time. <laughs> that's, that's that ADHD <laughs> that can't pronounce yeah, words. There you um, go. <laughs> of like, you know, 
expressing your emotions that way through music so um, as i think um i'm trying to get the timeline right here we started talking to y'all before the pandemic even right mm -hmm. yeah it was like 2018 at around the end of 2018 i believe or 2019 yeah. beginning of 2019 it was like so right were before these, were these songs pre-pandemic songs no no they um we wrote uh one of them was i think the wrong way we had like the idea kind of floating around um but then no we kind of got the juices kind of flowing as soon as we got signed and um as soon as we actually knew we were making a record we jumped in started writing those songs so they were, they all kind of sparked and came out of uh nowhere i guess in a sense we had well, older I songs guess yeah that title makes a lot of sense if it's a if it's a pandemic a pandemic baby basically personal yeah, party pandemic, makes sense. pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah so when i signed on to revival you guys were already signed or i don't know if we had announced you yet at least but i think we were october guys... when we got announced okay, yeah i remember because kevin i'm pretty sure kevin was the one that showed me you guys um he found and, us yeah. uh you know, I like immediately was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a revival band. I'm so excited. And every time we had an A&R meeting, I was like, do we have any news about Nicholas Rage? Are we still talking about Nicholas Rage? And then it finally right. happened. And I'm like, ah, oh, nice. Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> That's awesome. It's cool to hear like just behind the scenes and like because I, I obviously love all of you guys and we're all in meetings together. So it's really nice to kind of hear that kind of like thing being said. So I appreciate that. It's really cool. Yeah, I feel like um personal party was probably the full like the first like full from beginning to release that I was involved in because when I started we were kind of either at the end of some or like you mm -hmm. know they they were already done with the thing so I really liked that process of like working and doing yeah. all that with you guys and um it's a nice little memory that you guys were that like <laughs> we were your first, first. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah well, that was our like first like EP too, so it was a big learning curve for all of us, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So you wrote during COVID time, which obviously is a <laughs> depressing time for all of us. But Makes, um, yeah. if you want to like, trauma. yeah, <laughs> and but also a lot of good. We we've said this on a previous episode, like a lot of good music came out of that time that we're like. Mm -hmm you know very thankful for and musicians have the time to like actually sit there and work on their mm -hmm. music so. also all of the visuals that came with that record are really cool too mm -hmm. the music videos are yeah. really creative and really fun yeah. um <laughs> that was the first, was poison ivy i, I cringe when i watch it <laughs> <laughs> this is just gonna be oh, me gushing yeah. about this rage for an hour that's the whole episode but they I are really cool music videos <laughs> thank you yeah uh, yeah we took on um speaking of pandemic and like just what it happened it like triggered so much from each member and like what our capabilities are and what we had to learn to do mark did the visuals a lot of them uh he did all the al like album artworks and he just started doing that so that was his first project with it. and then uh directing and like creating storyboards and stuff was that was my first time doing it so poison ivy i went a little bit overboard with the idea and I was like, we have 300 bucks. We can do this. And yeah, obviously the, the visual effects just kind of made it more kind of like lighthearted. We did what we could with it, but it didn't turn out the way I was hoping for in some aspects of it. Oh, I of still it. love it, but... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. Like, it's like charming in its own way. So, you know, it, it's... Sometimes at least the best it's not... things come out of like the, yeah. the ones you don't have the most money in. Yeah, I'm curious 100%. what you intended for not not that I'm like asking you to fully critique your your work or anything, but like what <laughs> no, if okay. that I wasn't what you time. wanted? And I <laughs> mental health episode, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just curious what your vision was if it wasn't what came out and what ended up being so good. Um, I, I just think that there is a little bit of um, my own acting. Like it just, it didn't come across mm. the way I was like trying to. And I was a little nervous. There's people around. I never really done that before. Um, so having to turn it off on in every take was a little struggling for me. I was actually just going through a breakup of like five years too. Literally the next day oh, we wow. shot the music video. She like cheated on me with her ex. And then the next oh, no. day we're like, hey, let's do it boys. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then 
uh, I think a big part of the props and stuff like the poison ivy act, we went into like Michael's and bought like plastic leaves and we bought a bag of moss. <laughs> we, glued, we glued it to my face. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that looks good. Um, I think, I think if I could have done it over again, I would have actually like, you know, found a friend, like we wound a friend with like makeup artists and stuff. We just, it, it felt like a, I didn't really take enough time to actually reach out to the right people to help out. And I tried to do it all myself a little bit. And then uh, it was our first time working with Adriel um, Rosenfeld, who's a director on that one. Well, me and him. Um, and we both kind of butted heads a little bit in the moment just because it was the first time getting used to each other. Um, and I honestly was like, I didn't know much about videography and stuff, but I would, was trying to like lead it a lot of the time. And he was like, I don't think that's going to work. And I probably should have listened to him. <laughs> so, um <laughs> And then the very end shot, like I did like green face, like, you know, like it just, I don't know. There's just there's things about it where I'm like, I really wish we just like had someone to help with the special effects and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, we had a limited budget and, you know, like I'm not bashing it. Like I, I, it's a memory. It's definitely fun. And it turned out like, you know, lighthearted. And I think people still got the message of the song. And, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, when you're invested in it and just like the stress and how long it took to shoot, cause we could only shoot on weekends. Plus I was going through the breakup. It's just tied to all of that, that when I watch it, I just get flashbacks and triggers. <laughs> just like, oh God. Is that the one so, for your art? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got slapped. Like, oh dude, like I got, <laughs> I got slapped like 80 times. <laughs> so like we got, I got slapped by three people and, um, each one of them did like probably like 20 or 30 slaps. So, cause half the time they would laugh and it was like, guys, stop laughing. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah. Take like I need 350 to... <laughs> pretty much. Mark was pro. Mark was a professional cause he was waiting to slap me for years. So um, <laughs> he came time in to shine. straight from the elbow. Right. And then I actually punched him in the face like a long time ago for a steak one time. <laughs> I was like, I'll buy you a steak if you. I was like, I'll buy you. You mean? I told him I, I was like, I'd buy you a steak if because he said he was hungry or something, and but we were wasted. And I was like, I'll buy you a steak if you punch you in the face. <laughs> He's like, okay. Boys are weird. Yeah. Boys are weird. I immediately I'm like. Not... I felt so bad. <laughs> My brain immediately went to like, oh man, is this some Canadian slang that I don't know? Is this steak no. means something else? Uh, <laughs> No. no, it's it's what it is. <laughs> you want, it, you want yeah. a steak pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, it took like probably each person 20 takes and mm. uh, it was three different angles of the slap too. Like he wanted to make sure he had every single take like angle covered. And I was Are so you sure beat. it wasn't just after you butt heads and he's just like, yeah, slap oh. this motherfucker again. Part of it is probably that. <laughs> no, we, we were still like homies. It wasn't that bad of buddy. <laughs> I hope anyway. He has some deep hate for me, I guess, secretly. but He got it all out at the video shoot. It's fine. Yeah. But I, one thing I'm proud of that video was the, the shirt changing montage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that, that, was, uh, that was what I was um, just thinking about. That's the, yeah, that's that the was, image I think of when I think of that song is that yeah and that, i think yeah, we made it the canvas for that too yeah. didn't? Yeah. at least i, I cut yeah. one for that yeah, yeah, that, that i was really really stoked on that and he had the like i just wanted it like still frame and he had the idea of like moving front and back so we could zoom in and stuff like that and that was his idea to make it even better and i got that idea from like move along um mm. by all american rejects mm -hmm. just the, yeah. he's going through life every single day as this like mundane like you know yeah. life is terrible and that was the idea for it so kind of like living with like that itch of anxiety every single day kind of idea so but that i'm proud of that part <laughs> if yeah, I, I should probably awesome. should probably say i'm proud of something so <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> yeah but i like ah. the song too that was well that was a. Uh, one of our favorite songs right when we first dropped the ep well when we first submitted the songs we didn't have that song yet and i think we had another song in place of it and then i randomly just was like i feel like we need like another single and then one day i started playing the riff and i started singing that poison ivy melody and then mm -hmm. it just like happened all one day and then we jammed it recorded it like demo done and we're like sweet that's the song so it was really fast that. That's so that, rock and roll. Yeah. What do you <laughs> think happens, your favorite? What do you think your favorite song on the album is? Um, they all have like special like mm -hmm. meanings to me because each song kind of relates to like how my anxiety or depression gets triggered in certain situations. 
So I was really like happy to be able to kind of get through a point in my life where I'm able to finally write about that because I haven't actually been able to fully like write it out properly. And I've been trying to write about it for like, seems like 10 years, like, you know, <laughs> every song just never leads to how I want it to sound. And then finally just kind of making it through and being retrospective of like any situation now and being able to get through my depression episodes a lot faster and anxiety episodes um, made it really easy for me to write because now I have these solutions and things that like some more insight on it. Um, but I, I, my favorite song to play live is the fight. I just love singing that one. I, mm-hmm. Then, um, I think my favorite song to listen to would be the wrong way. I really like mm-hmm. how it kind of climaxes and gets bigger. And then to the kind of like drop chorus and how it comes back in. I, I like just the arrangement of that one. Um, I also like the danciness and the kind of happy vibe of the music for embrace. But then you listen to the lyrics, you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> embrace <laughs> is know. my favorite. Yeah, yeah a lot of people enjoyed that one. So I was excited about that. Um, I think so, that's even currently on my on repeat playlist, actually. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so you said you wrote The Wrong Way first. Is that correct? Uh, the wrong, Yeah, The Wrong Way wasn't actually finished first, but the idea was like was. floating around. And yeah. so did you um, already have this idea that you wanted the EP to focus on like those mental struggles or did it just kind of flush out that way once you started writing more or uh the whole idea was kind of um these high energy like instrumentals kind of like and then the lyrics being like the thoughts in my head so like kind of living through every day as like everyone thinks I'm fine everyone thinks I'm doing okay but then like the actual thing I'm feeling is what I'm singing about so that was kind of the whole premise of it and then yeah it kind of turned into like well how am I going to write about this so I just took like kind of certain situations or embraces like um about dating and just romantic stuff and just like kind of like accepting that like I hate myself and I'm going to be this person and ruin relationships for the rest of my life um and yeah all of them have like certain kind of like small meanings to it so yeah it kind of ended up turning into that which was really cool um but yeah it wasn't like a full out like fledged like plan every single part of it I, I liked the beauty of like kind of like going into it with like a little bit of a premise and then just like letting whatever happens happen. And that's what ended up making personal party, which is cool. Yeah. I, um, something that when we were talking about, we wanted to talk about in this episode, something that, um, I kept thinking about and we've kind of touched on in the intro, uh, the vulnerability of displaying what you're struggling with publicly Mm -hmm. in art like that seems Mm -hmm. like it would be scary. Is that something not to like plant that seed in your head or anything, but is that, is that something you experience? Is that stressful at all? Um, it, it, it was for a long time. Um, I think as we grow as a band and as like, like with every message we get from random strangers across the world about how the music helps them, the more I really realize that like it does matter. So I think the scariest part about writing about your vulnerability is thinking no one's going to care about it you know does that make sense so it's like it's kind of like in a way like i go to someone and tell them okay i'm like dying inside and they look at you and say like i don't give a fuck you know so that's kind of how it feels when you write about your mental health uh and then if people don't care about it then it's like well like i've spent all this time being brave and trying and it didn't matter so that's a bit of what scares you but then when you start to realize like people are actually kind of you know vibing with it and then you can tell your story and be like yeah that was hard to do it was hard to kind of step into that role and do it but like I think anyone can do it and I think no matter what if the right people hear your stuff people are going to resonate with it so that's where I'm happy we did it because now it's like gives me some sort of voice for even other artists to kind of be able to do it and understand that they can do that too so um it was definitely scary but I guess right now it's it's not as scary I'm actually more excited to talk more about it Mm -hmm. um especially getting past that first couple singles and then the CP. And I feel like um, you also, not that it was like validation, Mm because I like to think musicians write and put that out there for themselves, but Mm -hmm. you definitely had a lot of fans reach out throughout, Mm -hmm. you know, the singles and the EP being released directly to you that I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about that you like talking to and having Mm -hmm. those relationships with, um, that kind of go through the same thing so that was probably more like okay like it's reaching people and like Mm -hmm. meaning something um so i know yeah 
definitely makes it feel like way more like it matters <laughs> even to yourself. It, it is a bit of a validation thing for sure. Um, but like everyone wants their feelings to be validated. I think that's like a big part of what can help a lot of mental health itch- issues in some cases is like, we just kind of want to be heard and feel validated for feeling a little crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, that's me a little bit. Um, so uh, yeah, no, we, I, we've had like, I think actually there's one time I was at, I don't know if I should tell the story, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> we can take it away if you want me to. Later, let us you know. Just let yeah. me know. <laughs> uh, Tim and I were actually at a, um, there's a fan that reached out to us uh, about our lyrics and stuff uh, a few weeks before this. And he was talking to me like every day, just saying how much he loves the songs and laugh and everything. And Tim and I were at a bar one night and we were just hanging out drinking. And then this guy just like, completely unloaded like he's like i need to talk to you about something and i was like go for it dude i didn't expect what he was gonna say but he's basically saying like i'm homeless i'm about to die and like all this other crazy stuff and then like that like moment was like cool like this guy like trusted us with that no like you know he came to us to kind of feel comfortable and stuff so right away tim and i hopped on instagram just like called him and we were like just talking with this guy and he start crying and and ever since then, we've been like checking in on him. We talk to him like all the time. And I, I just, I love that side of why we do it in like this genre of music and like how much it means to people. And I, I think it's so mm-hmm. important for artists to like not brush over that and actually kind of take care of the people who actually take care of, they're taking care of us too, you know. It's like uh, this synchronous, synchronicity, I guess, that, where we help each other through things. Cause that helps us too, to be able to help people. I think that's a big part of who I am. I love just being there for almost anyone, which is like <laughs> almost a probably like people pleasing kind of situation, but um, it still fuels me when it's like in a good way like that. Yeah. I feel but, like yeah. it could be heavy though. Sometimes having that. I was role. just going to say that. Yeah. yeah I, I think uh, actually um, we were talking to, I don't know if I should say his name yet, because we're working with someone, but he, we were talking about um, um, a little bit of a plan for the next release. And something we wanted to do was like create uh, a platform for people to kind of come and talk and get resources for mental health and like therapies and therapy sessions and stuff like that. Um, and then this person we were talking to was kind of like, yeah, this band did that too, like his band. And he was like, kind of being like, be careful just because like right now it's easy to maintain and like manage but like when you get to a point when there's like hundreds or thousands of people like relying on you and stuff like that's really heavy on you and he's like i saw my singer go through it and i just wanted to like let you guys know you gotta tread lightly in that kind of area because you can't help everyone all at once kind of idea so um i can definitely see it getting hard for sure but right now it's just it's kind of easy to be there for like the few people who are kind of coming to us in in dark moments Sure. Yeah. So with personal party, um, obviously you focused on, you know, your mental health struggles and you are happy to say you're in a happier place. So Mm -hmm. do you feel like future music is going to still incorporate those themes and those struggles? Or I know we can say working on music. Everybody, everybody's always working on music. So Nicholas Rage is working. <laughs> um, yeah. If if that's kind of what you're incorporating for the next chapter, or yeah, we're I'm still we're still I'm still there with my writing. I still have a lot to say about yeah. things I've gone through. So um, yeah, the next EP is kind of um, visiting. So personal party was kind of like where I am now and like what I go through on a daily basis. Uh, the next body of work is more so going to like childhood trauma and where things have stemmed from. That was the idea. Um, whether it's that at the end, we're not sure. Um, but we'll see. We have to write more music. so <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens from there. But that was the idea. Um, and we're still kind of working on it. We'll see if it i'm not sure i'm not sure yet because yeah i don't know what i could say <laughs> so, yeah that's I'm, uh, I'm still kind of yeah we're, we basically have to write some more we thought we had like the body of work and just came down to you know maybe we should write some like a new body of work to compare or pick from and then take the best songs from each body and make just one really mm-hmm. good 
EP. So, yeah. um, and then but when I think you guys was, blow yeah, up and years from now, you can do what Taylor Swift did and just like oh throw in all the songs that were put out during different eras. There you go. All right. We already <laughs> say we're all in this together. Taylor she brought up Taylor Swift. Gosh. We got to talk about assless chaps at some point. I got to hit all three of them. I have to. I have to put a dollar in the Taylor Swift jar. <laughs> um. But yeah, and I'm glad it's good to hear that you're um, in a better place now. And I think it's a, it's an, I don't know if useful skill is the right word, but it's a, something I have a lot of respect for is being able to look back on the, the not so great brain times and mm-hmm. be able to visit and sit with it and do something creative with it and then yeah. be able to leave it there and go yeah. back and still be having a, a better time. Yeah. I'm still like, uh, it's not over. Like, I think it's something that, and like, I'm sure all of you, like, or whoever is dealing with, like, especially you, Amanda, have been very open about your own mental health. But I feel like it's this cycle that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, you'll kind of go through a really dark period and you get a little bit better. You, you think about what you went through and how you handled it and you change. And it just keeps doing this like loop and loop. And like, right now, I'm still like, I'm feeling better. I'm going to a better place. And I'm kind of like mastering a lot of things I wasn't able to, which is really good. But it still comes up like, I mean, I just I'm in a good place because I'm like back home with my family. I, I met I have a girlfriend now and like, going to the gym feeling healthy. Um, but like, you know, in all those good times, I'm still kind of being triggered by like, bad times <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like everything's kind of good but i still find a way to be like oh she's gonna leave me or oh i don't look good enough or oh like i'm not doing it in my life like it still kind of happens but it's definitely like um something i'm able to kind of like work through and like i don't think i've ever felt like i was able to see an end to it even when i was like getting better in the past and stuff now it's like mm-hmm. no i really want to like i really want to like change that i want to be able to get past this and like make it through it so um, and I'm excited to work on it, which is a really new feeling. Yeah, that's always, the, that's something that I say a lot. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in the process of finding a new therapist, because I'm back in therapy for the first time and mm-hmm. in, in talk therapy for the first time in a very long time. And it was such a weird feeling to be like, oh, I'm excited to talk to somebody. I'm excited yeah. to equip myself with things and I'm not afraid to go like rip off a band-aid and dig around in there and figure some shit mm-hmm. out i i feel confident that i can handle that now and that's that's a big step yeah and that's I a good place to be yeah i think that comes with age too like i feel yeah. like all of us at a younger point we just didn't know how to handle it i think we're more aware when mm-hmm. we're going on that loop when that when it's circling back around to that time yeah. um not that it makes it any easier but we're more um you know have more resources and like understanding of where experience uh, where our bad brain time is going so (laughs) um there's a a line in a parquet parquet it's parquet courts right i worked with them once i should know this the band is called parquet courts the song is human performance which i'll bring up later for song of the week i have a better song of the week now band name (laughs) i mean it's a sick song name oh my god but <laughs> there's a, a line in it that's it doesn't leave it just visits less often and Ooh. that is i need i'm writing that song down that's like a yeah. perfect explanation right there it's it's a really good it's it's ultimately a sad song but yeah. the line the full line is it never leaves it just visits less often uh something something i won't feel its grip so its grip soften until the coffin which is darker than I yeah. in- interpret the lyrics at this point in my life, but you know, yeah. But it's it's more about like hearing that like first line, kind yeah. of for me, even just right now, just being like, oh, it's not just me that that happens to, which is a really good feeling. What was the name of that song again? Uh, Human performance. Human performance. I'm gonna. I'm definitely checking that out. Thank you. There's another song on that record that has my old Jeep's horn in it because I was interning at the studio that they recorded it at. So I'll listen for the horn. <laughs> Amazing. No, it's cool. But yeah, I, I kind of circle back to like what uh, Courtney was saying, like age and like, I think experience too. Um, it's a big part of it too. Like I, I now know like how, if I don't tell people when I'm feeling a low point, 
how I'm going to come across to them and how I'm going to react to them coming across to me the way, like, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll be like super low and then they'll know something's off and then it just like sparks like arguments or it sparks like something that makes it worse or it sparks just pity or something. So instead I like, I'll kind of like let people know now like a lot easier, which is good. I'll be like, Hey God, like even the band we've been growing together for like five years and, um, you know, not one of us is afraid now to pop in the chat and be like, Hey guys, like I'm not, in a good place right now so um can't come on the call today or we'll be like hey well, let's just get on the call and just talk if you want and it's like no i need some space but that experience of being able to do that i think helps and everyone knows what they kind of need at this point now because we are a little older we all kind of go through it and i think that's why the band works so well together because we all have like collectively so much experience with like mental health issues and stuff and we've all been there together through it a lot of our hardest moments in life we've been like with each other and like half the time at band practice, like it was like jam and we'd sit on the couch and talk about like our mental health <laughs> you know, oh. to, together. That was like kind of our therapy, which is really good too. So it's like finding those people that are right for you as well that help lift you. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's such yeah. a wholesome like bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like open support system. Yeah. Like yeah. having having a support system, being open and communicative with people, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a big thing. Like a lot of people Yeah. A lot of people don't know or don't see how important just simply yeah. saying something is. 100%. And, and yeah. sorry, keep going. No, you're good. If you're, Go sorry. I'm done. I'm I was kind of like, I was kind of, <laughs> I didn't need to, I was kind of going off. Like, um, there's also like, it's not that there's wrong company, but there's also like some people that just don't experience it. And I think when you surround yourself with like, people going through similar situations and like kind of deal with it in a similar way. Like, like I said, the band, like we all kind of do it in the same way. We figure, we figure out how to talk to each other about it and we know we're each other's support system. And I think that's when it gets like a lot easier too, because we all come from a point of understanding. And sometimes when you talk to even just like a close friend that just doesn't really go through mental health issues, it's like they're, they're there for you and you love that and you know that, but like, it makes it hard to even say something to them because you're like, I, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable because they don't know what to say or anything. Um, so sometimes that can be hard. Uh, but when you kind of surround yourself with like your friends that are kind of trying to get out of it as well, but they also understand how it feels, it just feels a lot more at home, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just something about those. Like I, one thing I do miss about Edmonton is our like little after session couch chats and stuff like that. So like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, it was one of the most therapeutic things it's very nice yeah and I think like like you said like vocalizing it and like being able to communicate mm-hmm. it I have like one of my best friends we've been best friends since like the first grade and mm-hmm. uh like one of those friends where like we won't see each other for like a year but we're still like mm-hmm. and um yeah. you know so she's known me almost my entire life and it was like three years ago Twenty oh, two years ago, 2021, we did a cross-country road trip, and I was having, like, a lot of anxiety, and she's like, D- well, do you want help? And I just go, you know, like, I'm having a lot of anxiety, and, like, it's going to turn into frustration, and I don't want to take it out on you, so it's like, it's okay, I'll just handle it myself, but I just don't want to get mad at you, and, like, mm-hmm. make you feel bad. And, like, that was the first time, because she doesn't really deal with, like, mental health issues, and, like, when mm-hmm. I was younger, like, I'd burst out in anger because I was having so much anxiety so like Mm -hmm. you know she's always known like that and she's like yeah and the next day she was like oh like that's the first time I've ever heard you like say it explain it yeah and like not just like get annoyed and I'm like well because I know I'm getting to that point so it's like Mm -hmm. being able to just understand that and I mean in relationships and stuff I'm very like that with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. I'm like go play video games I just need to sit here and like be angry for five minutes okay like just go ahead go play a video game i'm like i'm like it's not you i just want you to know that but just like let me let me do me in this room for just this amount of time um and knowing that instead of like all of a sudden just like acting out and like Mm because i mean as most of us know like our anxiety can come out as like frustration or anger and it gets Mm -hmm. taken out and so um i think that's important and a thing even communicating with like my parents now it's like uh you know knowing me my whole life they know when um 
I'm getting into a headspace. They they could recognize behaviors in me and I could recognize behaviors in me when things aren't great mm-hmm. and it makes our communication a lot better too. It's just it all yeah. all relationships, not just like partner yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that experience, that age thing cuz I I never used to do that like when I was younger. I used to just kind of dwell in it by myself and then I would lash out or be kind of like or just cut myself off from everything and people would be like why aren't you hanging out with me why didn't you show up like why didn't and it's like now it gets it's just so much easier to be like hey guys like <laughs> i'm just not having a good time right now so uh, i apologize if something something so and so or whatever and most people like understand or they'll be like yeah man like i'm gonna come just to you or i want to call you or something like that so um yeah it's communication's huge with it and i think that's why it's important that we're doing this right now like talking about it as well that's part of that yeah the open talking and i think especially Mm -hmm. in a public way in a public forum Mm -hmm. and i know like mental health just over you know even like the past three years since covid a few years before that has just been talked Mm -hmm. about more and more i mean our scene has always talked about it our scene's always been and that's um what you were saying jeremy about feeling like validated it's like Mm -hmm. we gravitated towards the music we listen to and the bands we love because those lyrics related yeah. to and us what hand we were hand. going through yeah. um so you know it's kind of always been what we've been through but a lot more you know you see it going through other aspects of like entertainment and mm-hmm. other genres and stuff so and just on a bigger yeah. platform than <clears throat> just us <laughs> I think um, I like the direction the scene is going mental health wise as well. Like obviously the lyrics have always been there, um, but I think generally people are more open, like we've been saying, and more understanding of I've Mm -hmm. seen more musicians say like, hey, I'm stepping back from this project or I'm not going on this tour because I'm having a hard time. I have to deal with this mental health issue, Mm -hmm. addiction issue, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And people, yeah. we kind of touched on it earlier about Morgan Wallen not having understanding fans. Um, but mm-hmm. I think fan bases and musicians are all just collectively acknowledging that this is a huge part of it and it's an important part of it. You can't just sing about it. You have to actually take care of it in yourself. So Yeah. That's and it's good. like as a community, everyone doing their job with that understanding. And the talking about it is what's helping people actually understand, which that's like i think one of the biggest things is when you are low and like you don't understand why it's even there so it's like how do i even say that to someone like how do i I expect them to understand it Mm -hmm. when i don't even understand it really um but now that it's getting to a point where people are just like no like you don't need to say anymore take time take care of yourself and that that's the proper response to that even the label like when i was going back home i was like i'm not in a good place i need to go home and like like I think I was on the phone with Kevin and he was just like, dude, like, yes, like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, that was like one of the, you know, that's why I loved revival from the beginning. It's like, I get that general sense of like, you guys care about your artists. And in that moment it was like, yeah, that's like a hundred percent what this is. It's like a relationship and it means something to both sides for me to be getting better. And that meant a lot to me. Um, and even like I was on the phone, um, I think last week you with Sean and it was like about other stuff, but it was like so supportive and like, it, it just, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no push. There's no, like, we need songs now. I don't care if they're done yet. It's like, no, take your time. Like write your art. Like we trust you. It's just like, it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, being able to let me do that was a huge, huge thank you for me. Please. Like, like yeah. <laughs> Well, was, if anybody yeah, understands nice. taking time with their art, it is Sean. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ask all the Alice Santa fans; they will tell you. <laughs> but, Where's the new album? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've been involved with Revival since I was twenty, and I'm going to be turning twenty nine in November. And I like so I basically like grew up with this crowd, and mm-hmm. they've seen me through some rough stuff, <laughs> and you know we're all closer for it. So yeah, and I that's think the that's... wonderful. Where Sorry, smaller labels kind of you get that like not to push like everybody needs an indie label but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> but you kind of get that you know like support because mm-hmm. I mean we're only a team of ten of us at this point and that's you know the extent of our team so mm-hmm. you do have that access to like talk to us and like reach out mm-hmm. um, 
that you might not get in other like yeah. lanes well, labels. So. I think it's important because it's like your success and our success kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. at that stage. And like bigger labels, like no, we're already successful. Like you know, what I mean? yeah. we have the bands that make us successful already and stuff. And you know, I understand that business side of it and everything. And there's no bashing that at all. But that would not be the place for our band right now. And that's why we're really happy that we ended up on this label. So it just <laughs> not to say that we don't so want to grow. Having that yeah. growth yeah. would oh, be awesome. Course. But like we want to be know. the guys that bring you there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be would be an amazing feeling. Um, you know, we could be your baby, you know, like, <laughs> your favorites, if you will. <laughs> that's there the it is. Scream, I'm baby. That's Nicholas the title. Rage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah um, no, it definitely, um, I always say this. It's like, it is business, yeah, um, especially when you're in an industry like this. It's always business, but like, it's also just not that hard to just care <laughs> it's a very easy thing to like care Maybe about other people yeah um yeah. i mean we see that across many facets i mean we see it across social yeah. i'll see things on social media and i'm like it is so easy to just not be a dick yeah. it like i don't know i am kind of a dick so <laughs> i am not but like but like you don't just go on like people's social because like if we're talking about mental health like social media plays into that especially mm-hmm. musicians and stuff right. I feel like yeah. a lot of that I mean a lot of celebrities and stuff like there are some that don't have social media even though they're huge celebrities or have their comments permanently turned off and things like that because it's just like well, it's there's really, some people that say the worst things it is I think so easy the- to not go and comment yeah. some trash. Like, <laughs> from my from my point of view on that, there was like I think we released the Naked Great video, and some Kyle dude, I don't you know, was a, Kyle, someone was just, yeah, he was, Kyle. yeah, he was just like my four year old threw up Fruit Loops that sounded better than this video or looked better than this video or something. Yeah. What the I remember that. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, I remember Courtney. You were so mad. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I, I, I felt like you were my big sister there, and I was like, oh, Courtney's the best. It's that just like so it's so. Easy hey, that's to creative. Just be at a least decent person. Like, he thought yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, good diss, man. But no, I, but then you start thinking like, someone's people are so sad, and I, I don't think anyone just willingly does that. Because they're like, some people do. Some people are like, I want pe- to make people feel bad today. Like, there's some people like that. But <laughs> Choosing I don't violence. Think that's a lot of people. I don't think there's a lot of people, but the people, there are some people who are literally just having a miserable life and they just, they just want to project it. And I don't know if they can help it. I don't know if it's on, you know, on purpose well, to hurt people. Like, it's hard to tell what they're going through, too. So I, I can't remember what artist it was. I saw like a story of like a guy who was just like, some guy was trolling him for a while and he just messaged him. He's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I do you think it talk? was, uh, John, May- John Mayer did that. Yeah. Of some, course, yeah, was, of I, course, Courtney knows John, Ma- John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. John I'm Mayer counting this towards the like- Taylor Swift jar. Yeah. He like messaged him. was just like, buddy, like, are you, do you need help? And the dude's like, I just didn't think you'd ever see the comment. And a lot yeah. of people respond like that when like celebrities respond and are like, mm-hmm. what the hell? They're like, oh, I didn't think you saw this. And it's like, it's on a public platform. Everybody's seeing yeah. it. Hey, know, to like, be fair, I remember how I said the jokes write themselves. Yeah. I can also say that about John Mayer, but I'm not going to go out of my way to bully John Mayer. All. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Going out of your way, I think is... Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've all grown up on social media. We, like, our generation went and yeah. started with the MySpace and the went all the way through the fa- We've talked about this. Uncensored access the Twitter, to the, the internet. Yes, like, <laughs> we've gone through, you know, more. I remember, remember Form Spring. when? Um, yeah, Formspring and Ask, and, like, Ask FM. And, like, I remember... Cause like I had a hard time in high school and like my friends would make it. And I was like, I am not doing that to myself. Like I wouldn't, I refuse to make one. I'm like, so the people that are being mean to me can be even more mean to me and anonymous. (laughs) Like, like, no. So, um, it's sometimes like 
you don't have to put yourself in those positions, but we we grew up in a weird time with those like the access to those things, mm-hmm. um, and just like it was it was the norm. It's very <laughs> You're weird. not wrong. Like, anonymous like, bullying, which is what comments and like spam accounts are now. So I had like not really anonymous bullying, but it was like <laughs> MSN and like some random girl would be like, "Do you think you're hot or something?" and just make fun of me. <laughs> And then we'd go to school and she would just pretend like it never happened. Like, what the heck, it man? Like, you just bullied me for like an hour and I like cried. And now we're at yeah. school and you're just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> well, see, the thing, like, from that, it's like, we're, those were when we were younger. And then sometimes I yeah, see like some young. of the things. I see some of the things that people will write on other people's <laughs> she things. She says, wiping and I'm a like, tear away. I, I, would, I would never, I keep all my social media private. Um, I'm not public yeah. at all because I just, I can't, ha- I know I can't mentally handle that. If one person said one mean thing to me, like, I'd be like, oh. no. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'd get over it, but I'd just be like, yeah why why and i think like sometimes i'll look at people's profiles like on random posts they're saying things and i'm like you are too old you are too old to be doing this (laughs) why don't we go to the comment section i always do that too i'll like see something i'm like oh people for sure said mean things to this and i'll like go like (laughs) (laughs) i'm right there are all these mean comments or like you see to see a tweet and all the, no the quote are tweets the are hate. popping off but yeah. the responses aren't yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah but it's, it's very... i think it's like we see just like i think it's just there's not that many trolls and like mean people i think it's just they're the only ones really saying things because yeah it's like yelp. nice people like yeah, but like nice people just scroll past everything, you know, like passive people. Yeah. Like, but if more passive and nice people would just comment, like we would out, like way all of the mean comments. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So maybe we should just try to like make that a norm, like a new norm. Yeah. Just like you like a video, say like I liked this video. <laughs> You're beautiful. Positive Move engagement. On. <laughs> yeah. Let's change it. All right, so we just you know. As usual, went off topic a lot, but we had some good conversations about mental health, um, the revival, uh, social medias, usually throughout May, which I run, so I know they will be, post a lot of um, resources, especially for people who work in the music industry, musicians, um, and things like that. And I mean, you don't have to be a musician to reach out and get help if you feel like that's you know, we've all been there and we understand. Um, and it helps. It helps to go talk. And so if you need any of those resources, we will also post them on the Yumi and the Scene um, sites. And yeah. Send and, them my way too. Yeah, definitely. I'll post them on the Rage page as well. Awesome. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, so look out for those. We'll post them in like the, in the, you know, little descriptions of the videos <clears throat> along with our socials. Um, and we yeah, ready so, to do song of the week? Yes, we are. If everybody well, has their song of the week. I could go first because I already mentioned mine yeah. earlier in the podcast. Um, Human Performance by Parquet Courts. I think it's Parquet Courts. I was frantically Googling that I pronounced that band name right when uh while we were actually having kind of a serious conversation earlier and i was hoping nobody noticed but it was probably very obvious um but yeah i have my song of the week let's hear it go for it martyr by polaris Hmm. martyr um in brackets waves by polaris that's uh my gym pump up song gets me going nice um I am going to do Anxiety by Julia Michaels. I feel like it fits into the mental health, and that is a jam. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> it, it is, but it's it's a good song. So. I'm kind of realizing mine is also on the nose in that... I, um, mine may be. I don't know. <laughs> well, Haley, you go first, and then, oh, then I get to say the okay. thing. <laughs> what, the thing? Oh, yes. I was like, what thing? What then? Um, I'm going to pick uh, Only the Lonely Survive by Mariana Strinch. Ooh, also, fellow Canadians. Also, fellow yes. Canadians. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, I've seen them at K Days here a couple times. I've seen them in a couple of times. They're always put on a great show. Mm-hmm. And my bring us is a- home, E. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, don't don't interrupt before sorry, the last sorry, one gets sorry. said. My bring God. us home, E. <laughs> Um, Elenium just came out. If anyone knows, Elenium's my favorite artist. Um, and he just sampled Bring Me the Horizons Drown to come out with his own Drown, except it's spelled D-R-W-N, and that is also about mental health. So loving that. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah. You know it's I love a good me. Bring Me the Horizon throw in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will <laughs> also side note at emo night the other night. Um he was DJing and we were on stage and Travis from We the Kings played uh, Throne by Bring Me the Horizon. Why was nobody else singing? I was angry. I literally was sitting there and I was looking around. And I'm like, what? Why is she nobody was, else she was on this out. vibe? <laughs> she was thrown out. Oh. Jeremy, do you have anything else you want to plug before we wrap up? Um... I'm. I have his brain. Ca- his brain can't work right now. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, me. it's gonna be May. Oh, wow. that is true. 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 That is it's gonna true. be May. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Stream personal awesome. party. Follow Nicholas Rage. Yes. yes. We need to eat. We haven't eaten in months, so if you could listen to my music, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us, Jeremy, and we'd love to have you again in the future. And of course, especially when when we finally get some new Nicholas Rage stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't have a time. Don't ask. But don't ask. <laughs> don't you dare comment about it. Twenty twenty eight. But uh, yeah, so thank you for joining us for episode eight, and we will talk to you all on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the You, Me, and the Scene podcast. New episodes are released every other Monday. 